Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, where you will find messages from various speakers here at Eastgate House of Prayer Mission Base, both a house of prayer and a praying church. We pray that you are blessed through this message and that a greater measure of truth is revealed to you as you listen. to stay in the vein. Let's not be distracted or moved from what he's doing. He's moving in our midst. I feel so strongly um, it was I had these different things, you, you know, when you're you're like, Lord, what are you wanting to impart? What are you wanting to talk about? What are you wanting to, what are you doing? I just want to know what you're doing with us as a corporate family. And I mean, so many things like beautiful revelations of like this vein and then there's this and, you know, all of this. And, but yet not settled, like excited about diving deep in the word in these areas and stuff. But it's like, but no witness of, this is what I'm doing right now. And so I just waited and waited. And sometimes, you know, those of you who've preached or shared before, it's like sometimes it's just down to the wire, you know. And it's like, but that's okay. It's funny. I used to get anxious about it. But now I'm just like, if we do nothing else but worship you, it's enough. I don't need to have anything. That's really where I've come to. I just, it's just, if you're not given something, I don't want to be, I've been going to shut my mouth you know it's because he's got something else in mind yeah it's really and and so but as we got into the eve and just leaning into the lord he just started speaking to me about miracles and healing and he started talking to me and he said you've been going after strongholds in this season and he said, I'm going to remove, and I want agreement with my children, my sons and daughters. I want them to agree with me for hardness of heart and unbelief to be broken in their, in their own lives. Now, if you're saying, you know, I'm not hardened in heart, then you're, he should start with you. <laughs> because every one of us has... Because here, here's the reality of the kingdom. You're never fixed like, oh, I dealt with hardness of heart and now I just have a tender heart and that's all. You're always ebbing and flowing, going. And so that's where your heart can become hardened. You may have had tender heart in one season where just like the, somebody mentioning his name and you're just weeping or you're, you know, what is it, the flying friar? He got picked up in the air. He's like, whoa, you know, just hearing the name of Jesus. And in another season, you have a miracle like what just happened with Devin, and you're just totally unmoved. You're not impressed. You got a hard heart. It's interesting to just, so this, this unction of pressing into the healing, pressing into the miracles, and I'm not talking striving, but it's being willing to be taught, you know, by, by the miracles. Uh, a lot of you are familiar with 
we're going to touch on it right now. Uh, Mark 8. I could just encourage you to turn your, get to your Bibles, Mark 8. A lot of you are familiar with this, but it's basically Jesus with the disciples, and he performs these two amazing miracles of feeding literally thousands with a few loaves of bread and a couple of fish. You know, he gives thanks, miraculous, crazy provision. We're talking 5,000, I think another one was, what was it, four, whatever. It's, it's just thousands, okay? We're going to start, we're just going to read through it, 14 to 21. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread with them, except, now this is after uh, just, just seeing incredible miracle take place, uh, except for one loaf of flat bread. Uh, and as, as they were sailing across the lake, Jesus repeatedly warned them, be on your guard against the yeast in, inside of the Pharisees and the yeast inside of the Herod, which is talking about the religious political spirit, not important here right now. Um, but the disciples had no clue what Jesus was talking about. So they began to discuss among themselves, saying, is he saying this because we forgot to bring bread? <laughs> well, uh, knowing, knowing what they were thinking, Jesus said to them, why all the fussing over forgetting to bring bread? Do you still see, do you still not see or understand what I, what I say to you? Are your hearts still hard? You have good eyes, yet you don't see. You have good ears, and yet you don't hear. Neither do you remember. When I multiplied the bread to feed more than 5,000 people, how many baskets full? He asked them, how many baskets full of leftovers did you gather afterwards? He says, I mean, they, say, they reply, they say, 12 baskets full. It's incredible. And, when, and then he says, and when I multiplied food to feed over 4,000, how many large baskets full of leftovers did you gather afterwards? And they said, seven. And he says this, then how is it that you still don't get it? How is it that you still don't get it? Beloved, that's super powerful because he's, he's saying in this with his disciples, he's always teaching. Jesus was always teaching. Nothing was just sort of off the cuff, you know, okay, we're, we've checked out, we're off duty now, and we're doing this. Everything he was doing, he was teaching his disciples. But the question was, did the disciples have tender hearts enough to be able to perceive what he was doing in the midst? And so you're talking about couple loaves of bread, a couple fish, feeding like 5,000, 4,000? And then you end up with more than what you started with? Like, how does that work? I love the math of the kingdom, you know? It's so good. You know, 
But he's, he's saying, you know, and there's a part where, he, you know, he's going, they're going across in the boat, and he's walking to them, and they're amazed, they're terrified. He's walking on water, and he comes to them, and he says, don't be afraid. Like, the fact that they were amazed that he was walking on water after he just fed 5,000 with a couple loaves of bread and fish is crazy. Do you get that? Because that's what he's addressing. He said, how come you haven't learned from the miracles? So what he's saying is miracles aren't just... Yes, it's for a person who needs healing in their body or whatever it might be. You know, the miracle is for them. But the miracle is for everybody around and even those that hear of the miracle. And the question is, is is our heart tender enough that that moves us towards him? Does it give us, does it tenderize our hearts even more in faith? Like, God, if you did it for them, you can do it for me. If you did it for them, you can do it for my grandma. If you did it for them, you can do it for my son or daughter who's wayward. Come on. The miracles are supposed to teach us, mentor us, instruct us into the realm of the kingdom. Heaven is here. Heaven is all around. He's moving. And like with Bella when she came with the word of knowledge, I almost brushed it off because it's, well, you know, he's like... You know what I mean? He can hear now. (laughs) Like, because sensitive enough to perceive what he's doing in our midst and shift everything to align with it. Come on. And so I feel like the Lord, as we've been going after strongholds, the Lord is going after the stronghold of a hardened heart. It is, to me, it's the greatest stronghold. Because if your heart is hard, it doesn't matter what kind of miracle happens in front of you. Here's, here's what it will be. Is you, not only will you not respond to it, but if you receive a miracle, witness a miracle, are part of a miracle, laying on hands, whatever, you're a part of that. And your heart, you don't intentionally become tender with your heart towards God with thanksgiving and overflow like that, then what's going to happen is your heart will become harder. So it'll get to the place, it won't matter what. Well, God, if you do this, it's with the Pharisees, the religious of the day. That's why Jesus had such a problem with it. You know, he goes in on the Sabbath to heal a hand, a withered hand, and he, and, and he already knows they're watching him to see if he's going to do something, heal somebody on the Sabbath. Because, gosh darn it, that's illegal. You know, it's like, like they're so hardened because of the law and then because of their own righteousness. They're so hardened that they can't celebrate a man with a withered hand instantly made whole. They're just ready to nail Jesus. You might say, well, that's them. And it's like, no, it's any one of us who aren't watching over our hearts is my point. Because I I promise you, you have not arrived and I've not arrived. It's not about an arriving. We're continually growing. The kingdom of God is dynamic. It's ever growing, ever increasing. 
And so our hearts should be ever learning, ever growing, dynamic life in the kingdom. Or we become stagnant or static, which means it's the beginning of death. The moment you become static, you've just started to die. If you're just trying to coast, you've already started your journey atrophy and in dying. It's already happening. It's at work in you. And so you and I have a choice to say, am I going to grow in this season? Am I going to go after a tender heart in this season? Because I'm telling you, when your heart is tender, anything can happen. You uh, Somebody got healed of a headache, you're like, whoa! You know, it's, it's awesome. You're celebrating it. And you're letting what it's meant to do in you actually take place it's when God does a miracle it produces it's like a seed in our midst and it will either produce hungry hearts for more where you like more God just what Fatine's talking about here it's just right in line it's like it's either more God or it's like eh whatever what am I having for lunch don't look at me like that <laughs> Guys, it's we're, we're we're moving into a season where he's in his tenderness. He's always tender, and in his tenderness, he's not coming. This what I'm sharing right now is not a word, a big heavy of condemnation. It's like, I love you so much. I'm coming with the hammer of my word, my love of miracles to give you a tender heart, to remove the hardness of your heart so that you're alive. You're alive. You know when you're actually alive and moving in faith and when you're not. You're just like going through the motions and it's like good old time religion. You know, let's sing a couple songs, get out of here by, oh, almost lunchtime. Is he going to stop preaching? You know, it's like, it's like good old religion, you know? It's like I got things to do. And it's like God is in our midst. Gathering isn't just to sing a few songs. We're here because heaven is in our midst. Here's the question. Are we being mentored by the healings and miracles that are taking place in our midst? And if we're not, obviously, may God release today a breakthrough and a shift of heart. Are these healings and miracles teaching us? They're meant to instruct us. Are we, as disciples, learning the divine lessons that are happening? When a miracle of healing happens, there's a lesson that goes with it. Do you just receive the healing or are you receiving the lesson as well? Are you growing as a person? I believe this is why Jesus just didn't heal the same way all the time. And I believe it's why that Jesus didn't, it wasn't always instantaneous miracle. You know, oh, I'm going to spit and put it in your eyes rubbing a little bit of mud there and now I'm going to tell you to go to this pool yeah you're blind but I'm going to tell you to go to this pool 
I'm going to tell you to wash in it. What is it? Shalom or shalom, shalom or whatever. The, go to this pool, wash your eyes, and you'll be healed. Let me ask you, why did Jesus not just heal his eyes? Just like instantaneously. Because here's the thing, there's always lessons in the midst of the miracles. Did he have to humble himself and listen to the instruction of Jesus and follow through with it? And if he followed through with it, he would be healed because he chose to humble himself. Or if he chose to just reject it and walk, he wouldn't have had his healing. I don't believe he would have had his healing. He chose to humble himself hear the instruction, and he learned from the miracle. He got his eyesight, but he also learned something in the process, and we get to learn because of the accounts of it, because the Holy Spirit's teaching us through the Word. If you read through the Scriptures and you're unmoved by them, you just, you, you actually avoid them because you, it does, you're just unmoved by the Word, your heart is hard, and you need breakthrough. You'd rather listen to a, and a God bless Bill Johnson or Andy Todd White or all those guys, you know, that we could spend hours watching, but we can't spend 15 minutes in the Word. You know, it's because our hearts have become hardened. If it's true, it's because our hearts have become hardened to the miracle of His Word. This is divine revelation given to us. It's the authority in our lives there's miracles all throughout it. There's more lessons than you'll ever learn in your life. And I mean lessons that cause you to spiritually grow and mature and start moving in miracles. Who wants to move in miracles? Who wants to, you know, exercise the kingdom? I, I don't want to just hear about it. I, I want to be in it, doing it. Amen? I want to do the stuff in the highways and byways, in the workplace. We're, co- we're all, all hands on deck. There's enough broken and hurting people out there that everybody should be activated in this. It's not superhero Christians. But the question is, is our hearts, are we positioning our hearts to be tenderized by the lessons? Are our hearts becoming increasingly tender towards the Lord? Are they producing faith in us? Or are we shocked when a healing or miracle happens? Like, can you imagine... Jesus is perfect theology. He's our model, right? Can you imagine, you know, does this miracle, heals whatever, opens up the eyes of blindness, and he says, ha, what? Oh, it worked, boys, it worked. They got healed. That's amazing. He wasn't shocked. He knew they were going to be healed. Why? Because he knows his father. It wasn't a question to him. He wasn't shocked. So he wasn't hardened by it. If anything, it just continued to increase and cultivate maturing as a son. It says he grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. He was on his journey growing. But he wasn't shocked when a miracle happened. How many of us are shocked when a miracle happens? It's like, oh my gosh, it worked. You know, it's like, it's like, let's see that shift, amen? It's like, of course, because he's good. 
Are they producing, are, are miracles, healings, producing hunger for more of Him in us personally and corporately? So that's going to you individually, but it's also going to us corporately. When we come to gather, whether it's a Sunday morning, whether it's the EGS, whether it's whatever, but when we're coming together, are we coming honestly expecting? Our heart's tender and we're expecting, we're saying, God, I remember actually this was a time, Fatine, you were doing the uh, extreme prophetic down in, remember Adam? <laughs> Bleepity bleep, you know, his, back, his back got totally healed on the spot. And uh, I, got, I got to just be a part of that. Fatine was down there for the day, but, but it's like down in the east side, Hastings, and it's, uh, and I was driving from work. I worked all day, so I couldn't be down there with them. And I was just praying. And I'm, I'm telling you, I was in tears. I was like, God, if you can use me just for one person, could, would you just use me for one person, God? If I can have an impact in one person's life, it's enough, God. Would you please use me? You know, that was my cry driving there. And it's just, just, just give me one. You know, and I kind of pulling up and Fatine's talking to this guy. And she, I said, I'll be right there. Go and park. And she's like, this is my friend Adam I just met. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I, can we pray for him? And I said, Father, show him your love. You know, we, we prayed together. Father, show him your love and he, by healing him. And boom, he felt fire go down his back. He was on the streets for a while. He was like, bleepity, bleep, bleep. You know, like all kinds of things coming out of him. And he's just like, my, my back is on fire. You know, he's just completely healed. And I'll tell you, it was enough. It was enough. Like, I just walked away, and I just, like, I was so thankful. You know, just to be used with one. Like, and it's like, but there's so many more out there that are waiting for all of us to say, where's the one that I can love? Where's the one that you're going to, uh, I can partner with you, that my heart's tender towards, and I see, I perceive what you're doing in the midst. Some keys to cultivate a tender heart, removing a hardened heart and a spirit of unbelief. Intentionally learn learn from miracles. The ones we receive, the ones we witness. Uh, you can watch, watch them on video as well. Like just cultivate it. Remember, um, remember is a key. That's what he says. Why, why didn't you remember what I did? Remember, meditate on, talk about, inspire others with the testimonies. Here's the other one. The power of counting your blessings. Like how many? When's the last time you counted your blessings? What I mean by that, some of you are like, what the heck is that? You know, it's like, I mean, being able to look back at your life. Most of us can recall all of our junk. But we fail to have seen the good that God has done in our lives all throughout even while we were faithless, even when I didn't know him. I started looking back when I didn't know him in darkness, and I'm like, wow, you saved my hide there. You delivered me there. You did, like, it was just like, oh, my gosh, you've always been there. Like, even when I didn't know you, you were working in my midst, rescuing me from situations. Come on. And you just start to count those blessings. Oh, man. Make a list of the healings. Those that you've received, those that you've seen, witness with your eyes. Make a list of the blessings of every kind. Make a list of the breakthroughs you've received. Make a list of the deliverance, the encounters, how he encountered your heart. You know, uh, like what are the greatest top five times 
where he encountered you, where you were marked, you were changed forever because he encountered you in that way. I can look back at key times and it's just like, wow. Like times where I was surprised. I wasn't asking and his, just in his goodness, just come in and overtake me and just whack. You know, and just life-changing experience. I can remember just feeling, just struggling as a young believer and just, just feeling shame and darkness and all of that. And it's just like, boom, just coming in and just mercy and just wrapping me. Just like, like it's like, don't you dare think like a slave. You're my son. You're my son. And I just knowing his hand just came in and snatched and pulled me out of all kinds of crap. Come on, we got to remember, beloved. So didn't you remember? Didn't you learn from the things that you've, you know? So there's lessons, and then obviously from the scriptures, you know. But all of these things, one, they will bring. If you will do this and exercise these things, they will bring great breakthrough in your life personally. But you will participate and become part of changing the spiritual atmosphere in this house that many, many more could come in who don't know Jesus, maybe don't even care to know him. They don't, you know, whatever. But they end up in here, they got stage four cancer, and boom, they're healed. Then they want to know Jesus. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, that's the way it works, right? You know, it's and just brothers and sisters who are struggling with different things. They need healing. God is looking to deliver us from the stronghold of a hard heart and a spirit of unbelief by releasing miracles and healings in our midst. That's what he's doing in this season. And so the question is, is are we willing to position ourselves to be tenderized so that we're sensitive to whenever he's moving in our midst. And it matters. Like, if you spend five hours on social media and you spend two minutes in the Word or even any kind of connect and wondering why God doesn't talk to you, um, duh, he, he is talking to you. You're just not giving room. There, there was a leader who was healing thousands uh, from India. Sundar, Sundar. So anyway, back in the early 1900s, literally like miracles everywhere. In one day, 100,000. Like he just like crazy epic miracles. He came to New York. He was going to spend a year here because of the expense to in America to, you know, minister for a year going around. He came into New York in 1910. 1910. He walked around for 30 minutes. He canceled all of his appointments, got back on the boat, and went back to where he was. He said, there's no way these people will receive the message of the gospel. They're too hardened. They're too distracted. That was in 1910. He went back. He said, the, the, it's, yeah, there's no, there's no heart to receive. They're so hard in 1910. I wonder what what it is today in comparison, hey, to 1910. 
when it's just, just, you know. All that to say is we have opportunity. It needs to be intentional. I can't do it for you. You can't do it for me. It's personal. It's intentional. If you want consecration to be set apart in your lives, if you want to move and be sensitive to the power of the Spirit, get words of knowledge, you know, for people, like, and all that is is the heart of God for certain people. That is, is that they can be healed, that they can be set free, all of that. Like, if you want that, it's available to whosoever. But are we willing to position ourselves to be tenderized? And I, I just declare that we are in a season of miracles, healings, and receiving, intentionally going after a tender heart, a tenderized heart. I want the baptism and the power of the Spirit. I want the fullness of what God wants to release through my life. And I want it for each one of you. Like it's like the world needs it. And Christ is like, whosoever will, who wants it. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. To find more teaching resources or to join us via live stream, visit our website at eastgatehouseofprayer.ca.